Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Hello everyone, I'm, uh, I'm Peter Glover of the UK Commission for Employment and Skills. Uh, we're an organisation that's sort of dedicated to promoting the employment skills agenda with, with a view to, um, to promoting uh, economic growth. And one of the key objectives of the UK Commission is around um, improving choices by businesses and individuals by giving them access to the best information available. Um, and one of the things that we concentrate is providing labour market information to inform careers decisions. So what I'd like to start off my um, presentation with is a few couple of reflections about the importance uh, of careers decisions. So first of all, on a personal level, uh, they're, they're clearly quite critical. They have major financial implications. So when somebody decides to embark on a particular career path, that can involve um, a huge investment financially. So I'm thinking about student loans and uh, investments of that kind. But it also involves... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm getting distracted by the fact that you're getting projected on. Oh, I'll move to the left slide. Okay. Um, But also, they involve a major commitment of time, so people dedicate a chunk of their life to following, to training for a particular career path. Um, But also, there are other implications around, for example, your career choice can influence where you live. You You may move house to actually pursue a particular career. Um, and then when we think about the number of people making career decisions, that number is very large. So, um, and virtually everybody really. So if you think about a given year, probably around two-thirds of a million young people make choices about their GCSE options. And that's just, that's just one life stage that we're thinking about. Those sorts of de- decisions take place uh, throughout life potentially. Um, and those decisions are very complicated decisions. So the range of career options that are available to people can be potentially very bewildering. So when we think about those sorts of essentially investment decisions about careers, it makes sense that people draw on as much high-quality information as is available uh, to, to inform their choices. And that's where we think LMI for All can make a contribution. So today we're going to tell you about LMI for All in the sense of A, what it is, B, the type of information um, that it makes available, uh, and finally, the ways in which it's being used. Um, and, and that final aspect is potentially the most interesting. So I'm, I'm, at that point, I'm going to hand over to Lucy Skipper from ICUD, who will tell you about hers, the ICUD service. Um, the particular context of today's lecture is, um, as well, as a specific item around um, an open data challenge that ODI are running in conjunction with Nesta, um, and that's focusing on job jobs and career decisions um, and what I hope is anybody who's thinking about uh, entering that open data challenge and developing an application will take a close look at LMI for all and really consider its potential uh, in that setting okay. so first of all what is the LMI for all model what is it and how does it work well LMI for all is essentially about developing and gathering together sources of data about the labour market and making those, making that data as accessible as possible uh, to careers decision makers. And the ultimate aim is really to contribute to effective and informed decision making about careers. What we have, the infrastructure of LMI in basic terms, is a database of labour market data 
is it, that's accessible through an application programming interface. What does LMI stand for? Landmark information, oh, sorry. Right. Um, so it can, and it can be accessed free of charge with sort of minimal restrictions, even in a commercial setting. So how does LMI for all work from that point of view? We're reliant on third parties um, to develop applications, basically, to develop the interfaces that enable individual careers decision makers to engage with the data that's held in the database. Now, we think that's the best way of bringing the data to market, that kind of open innovation model. And the, re uh, the reason for that is because we're trying to spark creativity. Government organisations, public bodies aren't always the best source of that sort of innovation. And what we're looking for, really, is is for application developers to mix and match data from LMI and other sources, and also to draw on their own knowledge of specific audiences and what they need to inform their particular career decisions. Um, another point is that the UK Commission who provides LMI for All is not a careers provider, so we're an information provider essentially. We don't have the expertise in information, in, in advice and guidance. Um, a little bit of background about LMI for all, it's sort of ge it's gestation and it's, it's sort of uh, it's lifetime. So um, LMI for all is, is technically currently a, a pilot project. So it's been in a, a pilot phase since spring uh, 2013. And that pilot phase comes to an end in March of this year, March 2015. But we've already had clearance from our commissioners to continue with, it, with LMI for all as a mainstream service. So it, it's something that we expect to be around for a while, and something that can be used for a while. Okay. So what about the data that LMI for offers? That LMI for all offers. At this point in time, as we come to the, the end of the pilot, we feel there's a pretty comprehensive data offering available through LMI for all, and it's worth talking through the principles that have been applied in, de in developing LMI for all. Uh, first of all, clearly we sought to bring to bear data that is useful for informing careers decisions. So we've looked at the research literature and we've taken advice on, on the type of information, the type of questions that individuals typically ask when they're thinking about their career options. So that's one aspect. Second of all, we've concentrated on data from robust national sources. So if we're to support informed decisions, we need to, we need to focus on data quality. There's lots of data out there on the, on the World Wide Web that is of, of variable quality, so we're, we're trying to bring that, that element to, to our offering. Um, what I should also mention, the LMI for All is not just a collation exercise of data. Much of the data that we offer through LMI for All isn't available elsewhere, and certainly not in the form that, that we offer it. So we're adding value in, in that manner. Um, and another key principle to bear in mind is that the data is organised by occupation, so we use something called the Standard Occupational Classification, which effectively classifies all the jobs in the labour market into a series of categories. And we're using the most granular level of category that the data supports. So effectively, 370 um, occupational categories, within which sit um, more than 27,000 job titles. So the advantage of, of mapping job title to the categories that we use is that we can we can support intuitive search tools. When an end user wants to find out about a particular job, we can supply the data relating to that job in, in a fairly seamless way. Okay, so turning a little more detail to the data that's on offer and why it's useful to careers decisions. 
Uh, I'll quickly run through the main elements of the data offering. So first of all, we offer data around employment levels by occupation. And obviously, there's a, that's a key question for the careers decision maker. How many opportunities are available in an occupation that I'm interested in? Um, but what LMI for All offers, as well as a picture of current employment, is also employment projections. Um, so we can give an indication of what future career prospects are likely to be in an occupation. Second of all, one of the central key questions that people ask when they're thinking about their careers, about careers opportunities, is how much I'll, will I get paid? Now, that's not necessarily an overriding concern for every individual, but looking at it in simple terms, people would rather work in a well-paid job than, than in a less well-paid job, basically. And what we can offer through LMI for All is detailed data by occupation, but also data that can be filtered by a range of other dimensions, such as age, so people can look at the likely earnings associated with an occupation at different stages of, of, of a career. Um, a third area where we offer data is around the skills, abilities and interests associated with jobs. Now quite often people have to rely on qualitative data to get an insight into that. Um, but because um, the US Department of Labor carry out a large survey of job holders asking them about the um, skills and abilities that are required to do their job, we can draw on that US data uh, because we've mapped it to the UK occupational system and so it's available uh, and it, it has potential applications across the whole host of say diagnostic tools for example. Okay. So some other, some other aspects of the data offering unemployment rates by occupation. When we were developing LMI for all we got a lot of feedback from developers Indicating that we're really interested in the, in this um, in this data item, basically it gives you good insight into the um, into the employment prospects associated uh, with a particular occupation. So, what's the likelihood of becoming unemployed if I decide to go down this career path? We can also provide information on the qualification, the profile of qualifications associated with jobs. So, what level of qualification do people tend to hold uh, within an occupation? And that's interesting when you're thinking about the qualifications you need to you need to achieve to compete uh, and get and get a job in a, a particular occupation. Uh, vacancies is obviously a key part of the LMI for all offer. So we can provide lots of metrics around pay, average pay, and um, uh, job uh, employment levels. But you get to the stage where people want more specific information about live job opportunities that are available in their local area. So what we offer through LMI for All is a feed from the Universal Job Match API, which is live vacancies collected from a whole host of sources, which can be which can be broken down to, to very lo very localized areas. Um, so people can take that thinking about their um, career search and job search to the next level. But we also offer vacancy data uh, from our own employee skills survey, and the other dimension that that brings is we ask employers about whether vacancies are difficult to fill, and if they are difficult to fill, is that because of a lack of skill candidates? So that gives you a real insight into employer need, the balance between supply and demand. A final area of interest that we offer through, in terms of data from LMI for All, is around graduate entry routes into occupations. So the Higher Education Statistics Agency conducts um, a destination survey of graduates from higher education. Um, and what we can use that for is to look at the occupations that people enter following a particular course of study. 
So we can answer basic questions like what subjects do people study before they go into a given occupation. That's useful for highlighting relevant course areas for people who are thinking about an occupation. What course should I be, I be considering if I want to go into a particular job? So that's the data um, offering. Got a little bit here about how does it work, which I'll quickly skip over. And that technical infrastructure of LMI for all is interesting. Now I'm not a technical person; I'm not a developer, and so on. So this this area is uh, is, is a tricky one for me. So I won't necessarily be able to answer any highly technical questions. But what we offer is a technical infrastructure that's got three key dimensions. First of all, we have a database, and and the aim there is to have a um, a robust and secure environment for that for that database. Second of all, uh, we offer software tools that enable an external user who wants to access LMI for all to query and interrogate the data. And then third of all, we offer um, tools that support developers in actually engaging and interacting with LMI for all. So a little bit more detail about that. Um, in terms of the in terms of the uh, tools that we use to support developers, we have a, uh, a developer-facing website, which includes a, a range of resources that are useful for people who are thinking about engaging with with LMI for all. So that includes documentation for the data sets, and a range of other resources such as a wiki for developers, a quick start guide to using the API, um, uh, links to career hack entries that I'm going to come on to in a moment, previous entrance to competition and also a very simple demo app. So we have a lot of resources there that are designed to get people off the ground in using LMI for all um, very quickly. We're also committed to open standards within LMI for all. Um, so the, we use, we use um, commonly understood protocols, including JSON and, and HTTP. Um, but looking beyond the current API that we offer, we're all, we also have data cubes under development, which will allow developers to interact with the data in a much more flexible way and increase the general analytical capability of, of LMI for all. One of the key things that we offer around documentation for the data set is an API explorer that allows a developer to review the data, examine its usefulness, look at how the data is structured, and we think that's a key, that's a key aspect of, uh, of that side of things. Um, we also offer te technical support around LMI for all. So one of our partners, Pontidisco, provides email support, uh, and we think we contribute that contributes to a, a pretty reliable service. So in terms of service availability and, and the speed of queries, we have pr a pretty good standard of, of performance in those areas. We're also committed to continuous improvement. So we run a series of hack days and modding days with developers. In order, to, in order to get feedback uh, on, on the performance of the API. And then finally, um, we're committed to the open data agenda. So we have ODI certification at pilot level at the moment, but we're keen to pursue that, pursue, pursue that route in the future. Now I mentioned the career hack competition uh, previously, uh, and that's probably in the current context where we have an open data challenge that's currently underway, looking at jobs. I thought it might be worth mentioning this is a competition that we sponsored last year, uh, and I think it, for people who are interested in the Open Data Challenge, it might be a useful source of inspiration uh, around what you can do with LMI for All. So we invited people to develop apps with a view to bringing forward examples of 
of, of use of the LMI for all data, but also to raise general awareness and to gain feedback on technical functionality. So if you're interested in, in the, uh, in the uh, competition entrance and the winners of the various categories, you can find that on the LMI for all website, which is uh, flagged up at the, uh, the end of this presentation. Uh, we also had a, um, a category for further education students, uh, which again you can find out more of, about on the uh, on the website. So, how is LMI for all being used? Well, um, since its inception, uh, usage of LMI has grown quite considerably. And much of that is driven by a small number of organisations. We have quite a few, we have probably dozens of organisations that use LMI for all on a small scale or they're just at the uh, early initial stages of development. But the four organisations that we flagged here account for uh, a large proportion of the, of the usage in terms of uh, uh, requests to the API and effectively uh, end users. And Lucy's going to tell you a little bit more about how I could be using uh, LMI for all. Okay. Another aspect of LMI for all that we've uh, that we've brought forward in recent months is the LMI for all widget, and basically that's a customizable um, resource that, that third parties can embed into their website, and it provides headline information from LMI for all around some of the uh, some of the key indicators such as pay. Um, and average hours in employment. And it allows users to compare uh, up to four occupations at once. Now what we're seeking to do with the widget is really provide, first of all, to promote LMI for all and the potential of the data that it offers, but also to give a resource to very small organizations with limited technical resources, something that they can implement uh, on their website. And I'm thinking about organizations like schools, for example. What we're not trying to do is supplant um, fully-fledged applications like the ones I previously mentioned. And in fact, by make, raising awareness of the data, we're hoping to encourage more developers to come forward uh, and, and develop those offerings. So how can people engage with LMI for All? In simple terms, there are three ways. First of all, as an individual with an interest in careers, opportunities, you can access an existing application or website that uses LMI for all. And I gave examples of four key examples previously. Second of all, as a developer, you can create an application or a website using LMI for all. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty open environment. There are no limitations on commercial use of the data. Um, and as I mentioned, we've, we've tried to stick with open standards. And thirdly, smaller organisations like schools who, who are lacking in technical resources they can embed the LMI for all widget um, into their website so that's um, that's a quick whistle stop tour of LMI for all some details there about how you can find out more but I'm now going to hand over to Lucy so she can tell you about iCUD and how they're using LMI for all perhaps we'll take questions at the end Hello, I'm Lucy Skipper from iCord and I'm going to show you how we've used um, LMI for all at, um, at iCord. Um, first of all, for those of you who don't know iCord, 
We're a small charity providing careers, information and inspiration through our website, which is called iCud.com. We launched in um, 2009 and we're free to use. Um, at the heart of what we do is the idea of storytelling and we have over a, th a thousand personal video stories of people talking about their career um, and how they got there. Um, we're based on the concept of career exploration, so encouraging young people to discover career possibilities including options they may not have considered or didn't know about rather than trying to match them to a particular job type. We recognise the many influences that can affect career choices and see career very much as a continuous process rather than a one-off decision. Um, our videos are supported by written content in the shape of NMI data, which I'll come on to in a minute, um, as well as practical tips, insight and advice through articles. Um, the most popular um, feature of the site is the Buzz Quiz, which is a personality quiz based on Myers-Briggs. Again, it doesn't tell you what job you should do, but it shows the types of roles that tend to be popular with people um, of your personality type. Um, we have over 100,000 unique users a month. Um, we're used both by individuals and also in classroom settings, and we extend our reach through partnerships. We have an API feed which um, serves our video content to a range of partners and our videos are also available on our YouTube channel. channel. So, <coughs> how have we used the NMI data? Well, first of all, we've not used everything. We looked at the different data sets um, available and selected those which seemed most relevant to our users. So, common questions young people have about career, how much will I get paid, what qualifications do I need, and um, what exactly does the job involve? We've also presented some more strategic information such as working patterns, employment levels and the working future data to help inform um, people's <coughs> career choices. And at the back end we mapped our videos to the standard occupational classification codes um, so it would all work well together. So what does this mean for the user? We decided the best way to present the data was to uh, complement our personal video stories. So you can watch a video of someone talking about their job for the real-life inspirational piece, then drill down to the next level of detail and the LMI data to see if this may be something that you'd be interested in. Um, all our videos are searchable by subject or by job type. But whichever way um, you come to a video, you're presented with a page that looks like this, with a video of someone talking about their job and career. And then underneath each video, you'll find our selected labour market information. It doesn't relate specifically to the person in the video, but it will give you an idea of what they may earn, how many hours they might work, and a general overview for that particular role. Um, you can also see uh, unemployment rates and what employment levels for that kind of role could look like in the next few years, um, and gender balance and the most common industries for each role. And finally, the skills you might need for that particular role, as well as the employment status. And we're also in the process of developing regional and country pages. So here's the Scotland page, and we're using the LMI data um, just here to show the most popular jobs and the jobs with the highest number of vacancies. So what next? 
Um, we're now working on a site redesign, and as part of this, we want to improve the interpretation of the LMI data to, to ensure it's meaningful to young people. So we're looking at some simple ways to provide context and also how to make the data visualisation more engaging. So, for example, here, by stating the UK average salary, that would allow people to, to gauge the salary level for a particular job type. Um, we're also exploring the use of LMI with our community of practice research group um, with the University of Derby, and that's looking more broadly at how iPod is used. And finally, we'll continue to evaluate how the data is used to inform further developments to our side. Thank you. You've been listening to a Friday Lunchtime Lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.